0: Hi, I'm Iris Muller. I'm a Certified Rehabilitation Counselor and a proud mom of two children, one of whom has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and is nonverbal.
1: And I'm Alma Schneider, a licensed clinical social worker and the proud mom of four children, one of whom has Prader-Willi syndrome. In this podcast, we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. This is Two Moms, No Fluff. Hello, and welcome to Two Moms, No Fluff. I am Alma Schneider, and I'm here with my partner, Iris Miller, and we want to welcome you. If this is your first time, welcome, an extra welcome, and we hope you, as we say, laugh, cry, and learn something new. Iris, (laughs) how are you today? um, uh I'm great, happy to be here with you. And How was it there
0: in Michigan? Cold. Oh my gosh, this is so cold. And I just like I had to leave the house this morning. And I just I'm not built for this. I grew up in Israel. Come on. I just like I I just I don't think I have enough vitamin D in me to kind of survive a Michigan winter, but I'll do it anyway. Well, your olive of... skin,
1: your olive <laughs> skin makes you look like you just went on a vacation in the middle of winter. So you got that, you got that going for you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, the (laughs) Zoom lighting. (laughs) Anyway, today we're going to talk about something very important, Alma, and that is how to find services for our kids with disabilities. This is so daunting sometimes, especially when you move from one place to another and you need to start everything from scratch again. And even more daunting at the very beginning of this journey that you don't even know. This is like the... Again, I'll use your terminology, the wall of bricks falling on you and you're kind of like, how do I find my way out of here? It is possible. It's not easy sometimes, but uh, once you have it all kind of lined out, you'll be fine. So I don't know, Alma, if you want to begin and uh, tell us a little bit about
1: your journey with finding services for your son. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'd be happy to. So, wow, this is a this is a a big loaded topic. Um, and the first phrase that comes to my mind is, "You don't know what you don't know." So, it's really, really important that again, we bring this up pretty much in every episode, that we find our community because people who are in a similar boat are going to require the same services and probably have um, lots of information for you. So finding your community is helpful for emotional reasons, for emotional support, but really for practical support as well, which can ease Um, your emotional state once you have good services in place. So where to begin? Um, Just sharing a little personal story in the uh, immediate time after my son was diagnosed. um, uh, I was fortunate enough to have people in my world. Um, My friend Abby, who was a social worker, jumped right into action and found me Um, an organization that was specifically for Prader-Willi syndrome, which is what my son has, and um, they provided lots of information for me with regard to um, getting ready for, uh, signing up for uh, the Department for, the Division for Disabilities, um, I don't even know what it's called, in New Jersey, it's DDD, the Department for disability... I don't know what. What is it? <laughs> Triple date Anyway, um, to get services... Department of Development and Disabilities. Yes, Sorry you got it. You got it. As always, we try to, we try to, we try to have zero editing in our episodes because we're both really busy. So thank you for that, Iris. We don't have to go back now. Um, so yes, having a friend find out for you or a family member when you are inundated emotionally and practically and you're just so overwhelmed asking, this is, you know, having to ask people for help, or hopefully you'll have someone that will step in and say, I will provide this for you. I will do some research for you because you're not in a state to do so, um, or just to take a load off. That's something that that you in the community, anybody who does not have um, a difficult situation or is too busy can can provide that for someone who is in need of getting services. So that's one way. I had a friend do that for me, If you're in the hospital, you can always ask the hospital social worker to step in and do that for you um, or doctors. But really, you want to get involved with whatever groups you can. And fortunately, this didn't exist when my son was born, but Facebook is a great resource. Many of us are on Facebook anyway. So to find, to just research groups that um, have anything to do with our, whether it's feeding issues that have to do with our child's disability, or if they have a syndrome, finding other people who have kids with the same syndrome, uh, and just posting on Facebook, does anybody know anybody who blah blah blah, and that's another thing. So when Lincoln was in early intervention services, I think I've mentioned this before, that I said to the caseworker, please find me someone who has a child with a feeding tube so i can you know connect with them and they provided that for me she's now one of my closest friends she lives in the community so it was someone who lived nearby who had a child with a feeding tube was able to share um know, all the, the the venting about how challenging it was to have this feeding tube but also some incredibly helpful practical things that i um, was able to get some information about things that made my life much easier. I think I talked in a previous episode about I learned after four months of hand tube feeding, holding the tube myself, that there was actually a machine that did this during the night so that I didn't even have to get up. So that was truly life-saving for me and nobody offered that information to me. I only found it because I was talking to someone who I knew had a feeding tube. And she couldn't believe that I was holding this tube in the middle of the night. So that's another way to get um, information, how I got information very early on. And I'll talk more about um, in the later years um, after Iris gives a little story of her own.
0: Yeah, I think that <laughs> the digging uh, for like finding older the services uh, became like an art form because we moved so many times. Yeah. It's just so hard. It's just... Uh, I think one of the trickiest things, uh, I think, is that the services are almost hidden. There is kind of something embedded in the plan that there's, you know, a budget restriction. And because of the budget restriction, you really need to find the budget for your family, for your child. And it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that complicated. And things should be more transparent uh, for the better of everyone. Uh, However, it's not such yet. I Mm -hmm. hope through activism, Alma, you, I, and our friends that are listening in can make the changes happen because this is really something that is personal and political and must be changed. Absolutely. So uh, given that uh, the services are not kind of transparent and not easy to find, you really have to uh, talk to many uh, professionals, but also not trust what they tell you. And I, <laughs> uh, I actually uh, developed a method that if I'm calling an, or- an organization on one day, uh, I write down who answered the call and the information that they told me. Yes. And then I call on another day with the hope that someone else answers the phone until someone else answers the phone. And I ask yeah. the exact same questions and believe it, like half the times I get different answers from different people. So it's really important to kind of uh, cross-reference the information that you're given. Now, yeah. I want to mention uh, that uh, basically, I think that it's really important. And Alma, you know that I'm very digital oriented but to write everything down, uh, to... Approach a phone call to an agency or a professional with ready-made questions, even the questions that you think might be not relevant to that uh, specific organization, write them down and ask, because you might be surprised. Sometimes people used to work for another organization before, and they might know the answer or know who to refer you to, uh, to get the answer for a question. Mm -hmm. And uh, you are ready for more technicalities. (laughs) Or sure, to, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, basically, uh, you need to understand that there's uh, for each situation, there is like the international organizations that are not specific to your country, but might be able to help you out. There's the national level, the uh, state level, the county, the city, and even sometimes the community you need to explore and turn the stones one after the other on all of those levels because you are going to be surprised what's um, available uh, in the different levels. And in addition, you need to also kind of break down the child's uh, diagnosis or disability and to really reach out to all the organizations that might be related. So if your kid has cerebral palsy, but they also have a hearing impairment, then you also need to approach the organizations that deal specifically with hearing impairments and uh, Mm -hmm. that provide help to the deaf and hard of hearing. You also need to uh, understand that sometimes your country of origin, uh, your religious affiliation, might lead you to organizations that are not usually directly related to your child disability, but would provide services mm-hmm. in your child's case. So um, some of the crazy methods that I used in the past was calling a wheelchair company and asking them to put me in touch with parents that are already using that wheelchair. So I'll hear their opinion. And I would also interview those parents about so many other things that are not Mm -hmm. directly related to the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. In waiting rooms, I would sit like um, waiting for an OT or PT appointment. I would sit with my daughter and I would introduce myself. Hi, I'm Iris Miller. This is my daughter, Karen. She's three years old and has quadriplegic cerebral palsy. And mm-hmm. after that, sometimes the parents feel kind of in need to also share what's their kid's disability. And then the conversation begins and you start like, ah, you know, referring <laughs> each other to different agencies and services. Yeah. So basically, um, it's a quest. and. For many years, like people were like, "Why aren't you working full time?" or "What What do you do at home all day?" I'm just like, "This is what I do all day. I find yes. the resources, I find yeah. the budgets, I find the scholarships, etc." Yeah. And it takes a lot of
1: time. Yeah, yeah. and 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 as you're speaking, it's reminding me, you know, putting my social worker hat on at the moment. But when you're connecting with these um, with these other parents about services it again, it makes us not feel as alone. And when you're advocating for your child, and you're not doing it by yourself, and you're with a group of people, and you're you're venting about the challenges of it, but also taking action and finding these resources, it's very empowering. And sometimes it feels like you're at a dead end, you know, on this journey because um, there's so much to do and it just takes so much work and effort. And when you share that load with someone, it kind of galvanizes all of us to, you know, wanna keep working to be advocates because we know how such a small thing can make such a positive difference in all of our lives, not just for ourselves. And it's something to be able to have control over. There's so little that we have control over. Um, You know, not always. As we get older and are more experienced, we have more control over our situations. But especially in the beginning, when we don't feel like we have much control, being able to find those resources and you know, implement these different strategies that we learn from other people. It it is really empowering, and it makes us feel more in control. And it makes us better parents. It makes us make it improves our mental health because we don't feel so defeated all the time. We're getting things accomplished, and that is really all we want in life. It allows us to be happier people. So for so many reasons, it's important to find community and share our info and get information from from each other. Um. Something that you mentioned um, about meeting people in waiting rooms. I have met two people, three people through having my son in Special Olympics. He was in, He's no longer in Special Olympics, but he did um, uh, Gymnastics Special Olympics by our house. I had heard about it from another friend who had a daughter with Down syndrome. I never would have known about this program. I didn't, I never saw it. Advertised anywhere. But because I had a friend who had a child with Down syndrome, she told me about this program. This is just an example of what happened in my life that was so positive just from having one friend. You know, I have a bunch of friends with kids with disabilities, many of my friends, actually, most of my friends at this point. But um, having this one friend tell me that there was a Special Olympics program probably half a mile from my house that I had no idea about that went from 6 30 to 8 p.m. So that gave me and, and it was drop off. Hello drop off from 6:30 to 8 p.m. I was able to drop my son off and he was probably in like fifth grade at the time or fourth grade. So this was at a time where you know things were not so easy and I got a break from to 8. It was free. He got exercise, which he needed. He met other people who had disabilities and he felt like he was a part of a team. So at that, so that's perk number one of meeting, of, of finding your community and, get, and getting information from them for services. That happened, okay? At one of another person, two other people who were in that same group um, at the Special Olympics in my town, Uh, one of whom has a daughter with autism. She gave me so much information about different programs she was doing with her daughter for um, just a variety of, of needs that her daughter had that I was able to use. There was another woman in the group who told me that there was a sleepaway camp for children with disabilities half an hour from our house that was a week each summer for free. Okay. Mm -hmm. For free. This program has been so amazing. We've done it every year for a number of years. It was phenomenal and it was free. I never would have known about it because I'd never heard about it from anyone else. Okay. So that's from this same group, starting with a mom of one, one mom that led to special Olympics. One of the moms, Um, became a good friend. And she is, um, you know, has given me so many resources for, for dealing with the brain and, and just a variety of things. And the other mom told me about this sleepaway camp. Then, in addition to those two women, I went on a regional Special Olympics. Um, It was the regionals where they, they did their gymnastics and were there And it was this very exciting thing for my son. And while we're there, my niece who accompanied us came up to me and she said, I just overheard someone over there telling another mom about her son who's here. And it really sounds like he has Prader-Willi syndrome from what she was describing. I go over to the woman and I look at her son and I was like, hmm, and I said, um, you know, sorry to intrude, but uh, my son has Prader-Willi syndrome. Does your son have it also? My my niece said she overheard something. and she said yes. I met this woman. We became friends, and she told me that there was a summer program in Massachusetts for children with Prader-Willi syndrome.
0: Wow.
1: okay, it was not free, but we worked to have the district pay for part of it for a summer program. Life changing eight week program. We got part of it paid for it through the district. So, all of this came from one mom sharing information. I cannot tell you how <laughs> much of an impact these relationships have on our life. It is so if you are sitting in your house and not socializing or not bringing your kid to you know experiences that may benefit them you might be missing out on some things that will improve the quality of your life a thousandfold so that's just a little little story for you
0: and that's that's a good one and uh, uh, that's that's the typical you know the people that know best are always parents that's yes. that's a, a yep. fact like uh, i'm sorry mm-hmm. to say that for all the professionals out there but mm-hmm. parents know better
1: <laughs> but and by the uh, way i all that information that I just described to you, and I went right to the Prater Willie Clinic and I told the staff there, Do you know that this, 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 and this exists? And they didn't know. Yeah. And this is for his syndrome. So we need to not only use that information for ourselves, but we need to share the love. I told everybody I could about these programs, and then I went back to the the place that would be able to share the information the most—the clinics where everybody goes. Yeah. Um, and I hope to God that that information has been shared. I don't I don't know if it has, but I hope so.
0: Oh yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting situation, but I want to say, like sometimes. Uh, again, parents at the beginning of this journey, A, they don't have the time. they really don't have the time to go and meet and interact and go to social uh, events and uh, B, sometimes they really don't have the emotional stamina. like no. uh, things were just like mixed up in such way, everything is yes. turned upside down in their world and personal life and it's hard to expect that they can uh, you know
1: interact and make new friends. This was all, I do want to, you know, that's the caveat. This was all later, but people out there can, who are listening, go to your people and Mm -hmm. do the work for them. That is the greatest gift you can do.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and and sometimes they don't really even have the emotional energy to, to do the research online. I remember yeah. that when I was at the beginning of this journey and I, given I worked with people with cerebral palsy before, but I would go to the website and everything cerebral palsy, you see those kids with that uh, smile that is uh, disrupted by the lack of uh, muscle control. So it's like a mouth wide open. Most of the times, also with some saliva dripping, and I would see those pictures and mm-hmm. I would be like, Oh my god, this is disastrous! This mm-hmm. cannot happen to my kid. This it sounds so ridiculous now. No, but I couldn't even do the research back then because it mm-hmm. s- seemed so. Uh, disappealing how would you say like the opposite of appealing unappe-
1: unappealing <laughs>
0: yeah and i know this is a small feature now i have hundreds of uh, pictures of my own daughter smiling yes. like that and i i think she's the prettiest most perfect <laughs> kid gorgeous. that ever walked <laughs> on the face of this earth but uh, but nevertheless back then i ju- i couldn't do it so sometimes you really need a friend a family member yes. or a professional, ask a professional that is assigned to your case to help you out. And mm-hmm. uh, but but do it with multiple people because you really do need yes. to cross-reference. And um the, the the trick is to kind of go from from one point to another. Like really it's like every journey. You just have to take one step at a time, but the best thing is to keep track who you spoke to, which organization, what date, what did they tell you, how many Mm -hmm. days until they can do an intake. And then also put reminders for yourself on your calendar to to follow up with those uh, organizations. And for families like ours that really do need to... Deal with so much equipment. There's so like our house is like a durable medical equipment store, and there it, it just never stops. There's always a need for something else, and these things cost so much, and it's so hard sometimes to get the insurance company to pay for things that are. You're like, you must be kidding me! <laughs> like you mm-hmm. must be kidding me that you won't pay for this. It's a wheelchair. Yeah. She is quadriplegic. Yeah, <laughs> but but it happens. Uh, you, you really need to, to find um, scholarships and grants and, and places that would fund uh, equipment. Uh, sometimes you need to actually make a gamble. Paying from your own money and uh, because it's urgent, you really need yeah. something and then finding ways to sponsor it. One, one thing that we always ask is if they would, like the place that we are purchasing from, if they would reimburse our credit card if we bring funding from another organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, with regards to funding and finding resources and the agencies out there that can find it, found, find nah, fund equipment, I want to uh, suggest um, that first time doing this, it's really hard. You need to explain about the family. You need to explain about the kid. You need to write so many things. Who has the time for that? And who has the time to do it 10 times? Because uh, each organization would pay such and such sum. You need $10,000, but you have to kind of collect it from 10 different agencies. My uh, point of encouragement here is once you have a paragraph written about your kid, all you will need to do next time around is tailor it a little bit to fit into another grant or another Mm -hmm. scholarship request. And then you have another paragraph about yourself, about the the father, about other siblings, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just have to also like cut and paste and save everything and recycle and reuse what you already worked on. I know it's a lot of work, but it's also sometimes really cost-prohibiting. All of those uh, pieces of equipment, like my daughter, is uh, have a van that was seventy thousand dollars and a wheelchair that was seventy-five thousand dollars. Wow! Like it's just, it's a lot of money, and it's not a luxury car. But um, but but these are things that we needed and um, and we fought for very hard. Disability rights, New Jersey. Thank you for your help with the wheelchair. Yep. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you just can't do it by yourself. You need to No,
1: you cannot. And just honestly, I'm going to be totally candid here. Listening to you say all that I'm overwhelmed (laughs) because I'm not the kind of person who who is good at organizing my emails and texts and things like that um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I you know, for me, I, I just think, okay, I'll just push it aside. I'll just push it aside. And, I'll, and I end up spent wasting so much time because I don't do what you're suggesting. So, you know, I really, if anyone out there listening is capable of doing this, I highly recommend it. I mean, I am, I am uh, the, um, the example of what not to do <laughs> because I wasted a lot of time uh, not writing things down like that. And looking for them later. And it's, it's so important to be organized as much as you can. And again, if you struggle with that, ask a friend to do it, ask a family member, they might, there, there are so many things that people cannot help us with, but this is something that maybe some organized member of your family or your friend group can, can help you with, and not, they might not feel so, so helpless. Um, I also wanted to mention, you know, after listening to you um, that you know, as, as you mentioned, a lot of these services are hidden. Um, and I, for example, I didn't find out that there was something called perform care in New Jersey that paid for babysitting, you know, someone to watch your kid, they would give you $11 an hour for like 20 hours a month to pay for someone to watch your child. And it could be someone of your choosing so it could be someone who's 18. They just had to be 18 and fingerprinted. That you could pay a babysitter, and babysitters, you know, you might be paying your babysitter like $15 an hour or even $20 an hour, but having $11 an hour contribute to that is huge. I had no idea about it until I saw a friend of mine, and her with uh, her son was out with some guy, and I said, I finally emailed her. I was like, "Who's that guy that I keep seeing with your son?" She goes, "Oh, Perform Care pays for that." I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And I found out that if you have an autism diagnosis, you have so many more services available to you. Um, so a lot of times people are you know, obviously very um, shocked if they didn't know that their child had autism, they find out having an autism diagnosis is such a blessing in many ways because you will get lifelong services that you might not get with any other um, or with few other types of disabilities. So. Autism might not be your main diagnosis, but if your child has autistic features, that needs to go in your information when you're applying for services because it's a whole other ballgame if you have autism. There's so many resources that I had no idea um, about that that um, allow for services uh, for children with autism and adults. Uh, there was something else. What was the other thing I wanted to mention about? Uh,
0: I oh, don't know, but I wanted this- to mention oh. that the respite care program that you were mentioning through Preform mm-hmm. care is available uh, on a national level and uh, different, uh, of course, districts and states have different titles for it and different mm-hmm. agencies that provide that but respite care should be in the plan for every family who takes care of a child with a, a disability, different hours allocation for different level of needs, but it should be out there. So if you are not aware, look for it. It's It should yes. be available to you, uh, at least in the United States.
1: Yes, and they provide, um, those funds also go toward weekend respites like twice twice a year. So my son went to through this program it was like a camp for two weekends that were um, not that far from where we lived maybe an hour and a half. He did that twice in a year and uh, these are things I had no idea about. He you know so he got a little vacation away and I had you know some time to recharge. With the family and he had a great time and this is completely covered by the state so these are there are so many things out there that can improve the quality of our life but again i would have had no idea if i hadn't seen it seen a friend um taking advantage of these great these great services now a lot of services end at the age of 18 or 21 typically 21 but there are other services afterward and you know we'll be talking about that in in other episodes but there is so much. There is so much out there. It's just a matter of getting into getting into the know. And again, it's community. Asking your doctors if they know about it. Um, even asking a social worker. We happen to go to a clinic for Prader-Willi syndrome. There's a social worker who works there. I've never done this, but I can ask. You know, can you look into programs for us? The social workers work for the clinic. And they're working for people with this specific syndrome. So I don't think it's, you know, crossing the line to say, can you find Can you help us find yeah. you're dealing with this population? If you haven't, uh, if they haven't already given you information, ask them to, to do that legwork. Yeah. Um, they're working for us. We're, we're the ones, you know, we're the customers in the in the office. So there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, and I, I have a completely unrelated example, but uh, when I was uh, pregnant uh, and getting ready for another home birth uh, with um, uh, severe pelvic girdle separation, I couldn't, like this is such a rare situation that I, <laughs> I had to find organizations in Australia and Scotland wow. to get help but the, the the resources that i found there were like priceless this really saved the day like including a way how you put a, a person with a severe pelvic girdle separation into a birthing pool and it's just like sometimes the answers to your questions are hiding far away and i i know that facebook makes it easier i just joined facebook a couple of weeks ago <laughs> so i'm very new to that platform but i'm assuming it does uh, ease up some of those searches but uh, oh yeah don't despair like someone with your condition and with your situation is out there i have another example to say uh, about like finding random information online but uh, my daughter uh when she was around two years old she had like a red spots kind of red peeling stains on the edges of her uh, like on the sides of her chin like this and uh, under her lip and uh, we didn't know what it was and we went to a dentist and we went to the pediatrician and we went to a, a dermatologist and we got all sorts of like this is dryness this is saliva this is this this, this is that one day by complete look i i found on someone's blog a picture of her son with those spots and then without them and what was that it's a lack of vitamin b12 wow. and after a few days of giving her the the vitamin she recovered it, like wow. something that we had dealt with for months on end it was so easy to like to to resolve so wow. um this is a new age and stage we have the information at the tip of our fingers yes, we really it's just do really really searching and uh, changing the words that you're doing your search with and being creative and mm-hmm. I, I think uh, for many questions the answers are out there it's just a matter of putting the time into it and i know that sometimes it's frustrating it's long and you think that you'll never find your answer but uh, don't despair. And uh, again, we, we are uh, available online. So I hope that sometimes somehow we can help uh, individuals that are listening to this podcast with their quest for
1: services and agencies. Absolutely. All right. Well, there's a lot more to say on this topic, but we will definitely cover it in other episodes. So thank you for listening. Uh, anything else we need to add iris no just
0: please do share and use the resource and the connections that uh, alma and i have and hopefully we can support you in your journey and thank you again for
1: listening thank you we'll see you next week bye bye for more information please go to www.twomomsnofluff.com thank you If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating so more people can hear it. Thank you.